for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 343 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are live here every Friday night at 10.30 p.m. Uh, on the Going For Two Live podcast network. Uh, we're uh, every Friday and Wednesday, actually, on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Syndicated in all major podcast networks. And, of course, uh, if you're on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out a ton. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up, Tim? Hey, Jeff, man. I'm happy. Uh, it's Friday and uh, happy to be doing this show. And uh, I'm happy to have Mr. Jared Good back, man. That means we're going to be somebody in the audience is going to be winning 100K this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have Jared on. The good things happen for sure. So, yeah, Mr. Jared Good, of course, he's a writer over at Going for Two uh, and, you know, we say a, a Yeti is rare, but we've seen him now two times in three weeks. Uh, you could follow him on Twitter at the Yeti Express, the not so rare Yeti Express. What's up, Jared? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot, guys. Uh, happy to be sitting down for another Friday slate um, in week three and ready to get right back into it. Absolutely. And for those that may be in the chat or in the listen to us on the podcast and they're wondering what we're talking about, 100K, Jared came on in uh, week one and we had one of our listeners win 100k uh so jared is kind of a good luck charm hopefully uh, that happens again this week hey before we get into what i want to say since all three of us are members of scott fishbowl i am playing gerson this week oh so nice it is a it is an all going for two uh week nice in the nice i love it my going for two teams i mean my uh scott fishbowl team is uh not doing so good so far uh injuries and some some bad choices so far hopefully it it it, it picks up here quickly I saw I saw me and you have the same record, Tim. So hopefully one of us ascends to the top. Good stuff. All right, guys, as always, today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their best ball leagues, huge tournament, private leagues, pick'ems for every major sport. Use our promo code GF2 to get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, for a limited time, when you sign up to do a pick'em, you get a free square, basically a a free pick'em option. You know that every week they're going to give that away, uh, and you get your deposit match as well. Again, that promo code is GF2. Download the app, use GF2, uh, and then start drafting some best ball teams. They do weekly best balls as well. Um, the pick'ems we do on our Wednesday show, we'll do a few pick'ems here and there. Uh, tons of fun. Uh, way easier than DraftKings or FanDuel to put in a, a parlay. Uh, they don't want me to call it a parlay, but I don't know what else to call it. So it's essentially a parlay with props. Uh, but check it out again, guys. That promo code is GF2. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right. As always, we'll start off the show with one good, one bad. Uh, Jared, you're the guest here, so you get to go first. Give me, give me your one good and one bad. 
Uh, my one good uh, shout out to my co-host uh, Tim tonight, um, Zach Moss. I had a lot of Zach Moss last week. Um, he was at a very, very good price point, a PPR guy and someone that was very viable. And at that price point, I just loved him. Um, I had a decent amount of him and he worked out extremely well for me. Um, my one bad was a lot of people's bad. Um, I had a lot of Jamar Chase last week. I had a lot of the Bengals in general. Yep. Um, I think Burrow's a little bit more hurt than we know because um, it just seems like they're not even stretching the ball down the field all that much. But um, thankfully, they're not on the slate, so I don't have to chase them this week. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Tim, what you got for your one good, one bad? Yeah, one good was Tank Dell, man. Uh, another sit call came through yes, in a dude. big way. He had over 20 DraftKings points last week. Uh, that was obviously a huge call. I had him in a number of lineups. Uh, the one bad for me, I just put Jags. I was really heavy on the Jags last week. Uh, everyone except for Christian Kirk. So I just got that all wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. My one good, uh, I called it Debo week. It was Debo week. He had an awesome week. Had a good game last night, too. He's uh, he's, he's doing really well. Uh, Dude so is a beast. He is definitely a beast. He is back. He's looking like his 2020 form. Uh, so, yeah, definitely Debo week. And I, I'm going to cheat this today. I got I got two bads because... One of the bads was in DFS. The other bad was in uh, was on uh, sports books. But uh, my bad for for DFS was so I really wanted to get Keenan Allen to my lineup. So I made a bunch of changes, and I usually go uh, three running backs in my cash lineup. So I decided to go four receivers, which ended up being the right choice because I got Keenan Allen and I got Debo into that lineup. Unfortunately, the extra money I saved allowed me to quote unquote upgrade from home golf to Trevor Lawrence which was mm. the wrong choice to make. And I missed my cash lineups by about three points. Had I just mm. stayed with home golf and kept the extra money on the table, uh, I would have cashed all across the board. And then the other uh, bad thing I have here. So I had a huge uh, parlay. It was a $10 free bet. Whenever I get those, I just go crazy with my parlays. And I hit on every single leg. The only one I, I missed on was I had the 49ers at minus seven and a half. The Rams kicked that meaningless kicked, field goal yeah. at four seconds to go for no reason whatsoever because they weren't going to get the ball back or nothing. Just kicked it for the hell of it. And, of course, I ended up missing that leg, and I missed out on $800 on a $10 free bet. That pretty much pissed me off. <laughs> what you got, Jerry? Yeah, I, I got a quick time out there. Um, I, I said this in our, our chat early in the week. That the line was six and a half, and I said the 49ers were a whale at that number. Of course, everybody else thought it was a whale too, and it got pumped to push you past the number. Yep, absolutely. I was so pissed at first. I didn't. It didn't really click to me. I was kind of like, because we were winning, it's my team. I'm like, yeah, whatever. This is a meaningless yeah. field goal. And then I saw on Twitter later on that day that I'm like, oh shit! If they hadn't kicked that field goal, I would have cashed that parlay. I was so pissed. Anyways, it's on to a new week. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks all right not a whole lot that we liked this week in the top tier here but uh, i'll let you talk about the the one guy you have there jared in your top tier uh yeah it's mr patrick mahomes um i think the chiefs ball out this week um so the last 12 games for the bears they are 0 and 12 um with averaging giving up 25 points per game on defense um i think that's a clear cut Sign for me. Um, I said going into this week, I didn't care who they were going to play. They've looked 
very average, not Chiefs-like. I was going to be all over the Chiefs heading into it. The fact that they're playing the Bears um, really kind of added into what I was was going on uh, heading into this week. And at 8.3, I mean, yeah, he's expensive. But at the same point in time, if you're going to guarantee me that the Chiefs score 28-ish points and you're going to tell me that the running game gets there. I mean, good luck. Yeah. But uh, so give me give me Mahomes here. I think he throws three touchdowns um, at this price tag. He probably get you three hundred ish yards and easily pay off the salary. Yeah. Uh, and there's one thing we'll talk about throughout the show is there's a lot of value on this slate, so you can definitely afford to get there if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only guy I had uh, other than Mahomes, I saw you two had Mahomes, and I, I just wanted to mention Justin Herbert, uh, obviously playing in the highest total game. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's Justin Herbert and surprisingly, and I looked this up, uh, the Vikings pass defense has not been half bad so far this season. Uh, I think they currently rank 12th or 13th in, in past DVOA, which isn't horrible. Um, so there is that to worry about a little bit, but I think when you're playing in a game, I think it's 55 and a half. Last I checked is the over under on this game. Uh, I think both quarterbacks become viable and, and Herbie at 7.5, you get a small discount over Mahomes and a, a similar upside as well. So. Um, I like I like uh, Herbert this week. Yeah, I have it at fifty four, but still fifty four. Yeah. yeah, still I think it's like almost like five or six points higher than the next highest game, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six points over Miami, Denver, and six points over Chicago, KC. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move down into the mid tier, and I'll go first here. Lock, Lock it. it. And I'm going to stay in that same game. I just mentioned uh, Justin Herbert. We're going to go to the other side and take Mr. Mr. Kirko, Kirk Cousins at 6.9. Uh, the Chargers, I think, uh, you know, looking at the Vikings defense, I said they were pretty good against the pass. <laughs> the Chargers on the opposite end, they are 32nd DVOA right now, giving up the second most points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, Kirk Cousins has looked good, you know, and his stacking options are quite easy to figure out. You know, you got Justin Jefferson, you got TJ Hawkinson, if you want to mix in Addison. Um, and that's pretty much it. After those three guys, it's a shot in the dark. So you got some easy stacking options uh, to do with him. And 6.9 is, is way too cheap for Kirk Cousins in this spot, I believe. So he's my lock of the week. Tim, what you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, as they say, the black Kirk Cousins and go with Dak <laughs> Prescott. Um, I really like this game for Dallas uh, for a couple reasons. But I think Pollard is going to be one of the most chalky plays on the slate. And whenever that happens, I like to go with the passing game. Uh, one thing we saw last week with uh, the Danny Dimes uh, Saquon stack is that this Arizona Cardinals team will give up a lot of points. So uh, after KC, which are projected 30, Dallas Cowboys are actually second at 27.75. So I think this game has a real good chance to shoot out. You get that late slate exposure. And I don't think Dak stacks will be nearly as high owned as they should be on this kind of slate. Yeah, that's a good call. Jared, you got two guys in the mid-tier there. Talk about both of them. Um, yeah, I've got uh, Trevor Lawrence um, going against Houston. Wait, yeah, Houston? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, going against Houston. Houston, I think this game has a decent pace to it. Um, Stroud has actually looked a little bit better than I think people want to admit. And their run defense is terrible, so a lot of people are just going to go to ETN right away. Um, but uh, Lawrence has had kind of a couple quiet weeks um, to start the season. Um, he had two touchdown passes in his first game. He had nothing in the second. Um, obviously, against KC, we're all well aware of that. 
Um, but I think this game can have a decent pace to it. And at a T law is going to be really hard for me to get to because cousins is 6.9 um, and, and right at that same price point. But I think he's worth mentioning um, for GPP players uh, mainly, but not really anything for cash. Yeah, I think he's definitely a great pivot off of, of Kirk Cousins because people are going to see Kirk Cousins and hit that button. And for 100 bucks less, you can get uh, Trevor Lawrence. And I think his upside is definitely there for sure. I think he can have a monster game here. Uh, the other guy, you got to convince me on this one because he has not looked good at all, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, so here's the deal. Um, Watson has not looked good, and we're well aware of that. Um, but you don't beat Tennessee on the ground, right? And and Cleveland should win this game, in my opinion. Um, Tennessee is not a very good football team. Problem is, is the pace of the game. The pace of the game is probably going to be a little bit slower, but we know that Tennessee shuts the run game down. Um, and if you're looking to stack Watson with some of his pass catches, they're super, super cheap. Uh, again, this is a GPP play, not anything that I would play outside of like a three max. If you're playing a 20 max, I might run a line of them. Yeah. I mean, we know the talent's there, but man, does he, he just looks like he is. I mean, he had what he had two face mask penalties in the last game. Like he, al- he almost got suspended. Yeah. yeah. He just does not look good at all right now. He is, he is struggling. All right, let's move down into the value tier. And Tim, you only have one guy in your value tier. So I'll let you go first. I do. I, we were talking about this a little bit in the chat before the show, but I feel like this is a very condensed slate. Like I'm going to have a lot of heavy ownerships because I don't really like any of the value guys this week. Uh, but I'm going to take the other side of that Jaguars game and go with the Houston Texans quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Uh, I, like you said, I think he looked a lot better than people expected. He threw the ball 44 times. And Jacksonville has been really good against the run. Uh, so they're going to have to throw the ball. They're expected to be behind in this game. Uh, and he's 5,300. Like, I think he has the most upside of any quarterback in that area. And a couple of his pass catchers are going to be very chalky anyway. Yep. So I think it just makes sense. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, and I think if you do pay down at quarterback, which, like you said, most people will be paying up for, you know, Cousins, Herbert, Mahomes, uh, you can get pretty unique on your lineups. Yeah, I like so. that. And I, I think also, you know, you mentioned the 44 passes. That's the second week in a row he's had 40-plus, so it's not like it's a fluke from last week. He, yeah. he threw 40 times in the first week as well. Uh, he obviously played much better in week two. He, I think he had 384 passing yards, something crazy like that. So, yeah, Stroud's, Stroud's going to look pretty good, so I, I like that value there. Um, I'll give one of my guys here, and, you know, he finally had that game that we've been expecting him to have uh, since he got traded to or got moved to, to Denver. Uh, Russell Wilson at 5.9 yeah. had a 30-point game last week. Uh, he gets the Miami Dolphins this week. Should be a, a fairly high-scoring game. The Dolphins can score as well. At 5.9, if we get the rust that we saw last week, I think he's definitely a steal. Um, you know, And again, his, his stacking options are pretty simple to figure out. So if you're going to stack him in a tournament, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out. It's you know, obviously pretty easy to figure out who you're bringing back. It's either going to be Waddle or, or Hill on the other side pretty much. So options are pretty straight, straightforward. So 5.9, I think Russell's a little bit too cheap. Jerry, you got a guy in your list there that I have a question mark next to. I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to put him on the list there, but I'm, I'm curious to your thoughts on, on why you like him here. Uh, I don't necessarily like him, but I thought he was worth talking about. So that's why I put him on the show sheet. Um, Minshew Mania at 5.1. Um, problem is, is this game is 
going to play under. Um, the under over under is 44 and a half, and I think this game soars under. Um, I just don't think that he's got enough working cast to like put up good fantasy numbers. But we've seen him do it in the past, which is why I mentioned him. Um, he is at a cheap price point, but there's zero chance that I play Minshew at 5.1 opposed to Stroud at 5.3. Yeah, that's a good call. And, and Joe asked in the chat if, if Waddle is still concussed. He, he is still questionable. Uh, I don't think he's been cleared yet. So, yeah, he would obviously not be in my lineups if he doesn't play. But uh, that makes Hill even a stronger play, I think, if, if, if Waddle is out for whatever reason. Uh, and then I put t- two question marks to this other guy. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to pull the trigger on this guy, but <laughs> Andy Dalton at Seattle, uh, 4.9. I just, I, I don't see it, but I, I had to put him on there that, you know, that cheap starting quarterback, if he had any rush upside at all, maybe we consider it, but uh, don't get cute. Yeah. Or if this was a week where we had no value and we were like, okay, well we get a starting quarterback for 4.9, it would be a different story, but there's enough value at other positions where, I think you're asking for like a 10 from Andy Dalton. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, Tim, we'll go to you first here on the elite tight ends, which really there's only a couple that we can even put in this tier with tight ends. There are, and I'm going to steal the phrase that Jared has on his sheet, which is Travis Kelsey borderline lock of the week. Uh, I think this, I said this in the chat in the DFS roundtable. Uh, I think this sets up to be a huge Kelsey week. Uh, the way builds are, a lot of people, as usual, are paying down at tight end. And not only do you get Kelsey at one of the cheapest prices we've seen him in a long time at 7200 but it's in the late slate, right? So I think you have a huge GPP potential uh, to build different there with Travis Kelsey and just lap the field at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm going to have a lot of Kelsey exposure. Also, you guys almost never hear me say this, um, but I think two tight end might be viable this week. Yeah. Um, because I think some of the best plays on the slate are at tight end. Yeah, I agree 100%. Jared, you have the other guy there that's pretty much a lock in the elite uh, section every week. This is pretty much copy and paste in the uh, tight end section. And that's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Andrews. I mean, look, we, we're playing Russian roulette with the wide receivers um, in Baltimore. Um, we have been since the beginning of time. It's not anything new. He's 6K. I mean, most of the time, this if this was week eight, he'd probably be 7K. So, like, I think essentially he's a little bit underpriced. I don't see his upside being north of 18, but I don't see his downside being more north of 14. So, I mean, this is kind of a fits the price point for the build. Yeah, I like it. Uh, quick trivia question for y'all. Uh, what is the or who is the last uh, wide receiver one in fantasy for the Baltimore Ravens? And if you get it, I'll send you a hundred bucks on PayPal. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna guess Devin Duvernay because I feel yeah. like he went off. No, nope, it's going way back. His name is Michael Jackson. He had fourteen touchdowns. I believe it's like two thousand one or something ridiculous. Uh, it wasn't Steve Smith. Okay. Nope, not Steve Smith, and it wasn't Derek Mason. Those are all popular guesses. But Michael Jackson was the last receiver to finish in the top twelve in fantasy for the Baltimore Ravens. That's insane. Sorry, John, I had just That's why Mark Andrews is is on top tier list. Exactly. Every week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, my top tier because I knew those two guys were already going to be taken. I took uh, I took Hawkinson. I've already mentioned how bad the uh, the charges are versus the pass. He's six point five, so he falls right in between Andrews and Kelsey. Uh, he has seventeen targets through two games, which is awesome because he's getting some great targets. 
Uh, so Hawkinson, if you don't want to play Kelsey, you don't want to play Andrews, and you want to play up at tight end, I think he's he's viable. Um, the guy I really like, though, is, is in the mid-tier, and I'll just mention him really quick, is uh, Sam Laporta versus Atlanta yeah. at 4K. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown uh, has turf toe. He's questionable to play. Josh Reynolds has a groin. He's questionable to play. I don't know if both of them are going to miss, but I'd expect at least one of them to miss. I think that opens up even more targets for Laporta at 4K. Uh, so I would monitor those two receivers. I still like them. I think they're... they both play, by the way. You think they're both going to play? Even if they both play, I still like them. I don't like them quite as much, but if one of them is out, I definitely like them because there's not too many targets left in that offense. So I think Laporta will pick up some more in that offense. So at 4K, he's a nice little a nice little uh, play in the mid-tier. Tim, you got uh, a guy there that you, you're calling it his week here. I hope you're right because I, I got him in fantasy. I know. This one, <laughs> I swear, this is like one of those, if it doesn't happen this time, I'm going to swear him off forever, and that's Kyle Pitts. Man, when I was looking at this slate and I was looking at some of the stats, Atlanta, or sorry, Detroit gives the most to slot receivers, which he lines up at 50% of the time, and they're 30th against tight ends. So, like, yes, I know there's been some John U. Smith or whatever. No. Like, this is a situation, if they're going to use him out of the slot, that's where Detroit gives up points, man, over the middle. So I think this sets up as a huge Kyle Pitts week. It's basically, we know Arthur, Arthur Miller hates him, right? Like, they just want to run the ball. But I'm finally, I'm just going to give it one more shot, and I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. I hope you're right, because I, I drafted him in Dynasty, and I've been just holding on to him. Luckily, I have Kittle as my starter, so I'm able to sort of skate by that but man is he a, he has not looked good and it's frustrating he's not that his, it's not even his fault that's the problem It'd be different if he wasn't playing well but it's just not even his fault it's the offense jerry what you got for your mid-tier uh quick quick mention on pits um man desmond Ritter sucks <laughs> if there was <laughs> yeah. if there was if there was some other quarterback playing man i would love some of these atlanta catching options but pits it, it it's totally scheme based, but I, I I do I do like Pitts a little bit. Um, but Cole Komet uh, this week six and a half targets per game so far this year. Um, I think he's worth mentioning. Forty three hundred. Like I said, I like the pace of this game. I like points in this game. You know, one thing when I come on, I like to put a lot of my eggs in one basket, and this is kind of my game this week. Um, it's worked out for me in the past, and other times it hasn't. Um, but this is the game that I really like. And if you're going to give me a tight end at 4,300, that's getting six and a half targets a game. Um, and what I think will be a higher scoring game than most people think, um, I'm willing to take it. Yeah, I like I like him a lot. I mean, he's he was somebody I even liked in, in season long that he was kind of getting no love whatsoever. I think he finished his tight end six or seven last year. Uh, Fields likes him. He trusts him. Uh, you know, so I, yeah, Komet at 4.3 is a nice little play there. Uh, I'll take the last. Oh, I we got we got two more mid tiers there. Go ahead and talk about your other mid tier, Tim. Well, yeah, actually, you go first because mine's a pivot off yours. Gotcha. So I got uh, <laughs> Zach Ertz uh, at Dallas. I'm sorry, versus Dallas at 3.5. This guy's been a target monster through two weeks. I don't understand. I thought for sure that uh, that, that McBride would take over for him, being the more athletic, younger tight end. But Ertz just keeps doing it. He doesn't give you much after the catch. He's basically a catch it and fall down guy, but. When he's getting close to 10 targets a game at 3.5, you can't ignore that. Uh, he just needs to fall into the end zone one time, and he can pay off his value. So at 3.5, I think he's valuable, viable in the mid-tier here. So speaking of falling into the end zone, that's exactly what Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys did last week against the Jets. He had like three catches for 11 yards and a touchdown or something stupid like that. 
But uh, the Arizona Cardinals are a team we picked on for tight ends for a long time. As I said, they give up a lot of points over the middle. Uh, and I already talked about that I like Dax Dax this week to get off Pollard. So I think Ertz is going to be the chalk. That was the point I was going to make. Uh, he's basically the highest owned tight end, according to my projection. So for $100 more, you get Ferguson, who get, has maybe not quite the same target share, but certainly a higher implied total. Uh, so I think he's a good pivot for $100. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll move down into the value tier. And there's a guy in his value tier that I always hate putting on my sheets. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. Uh, and that's Taysom Hill at Green Bay at 3.3. And not even because he's going to play tight end and catch passes, because he's probably going to get rushes. He will probably yes. be the red zone running back. He will probably be on there on some plays, you know, running the ball, because we already know that, you know, uh, Kamara is out for at least one more game. Uh, uh, Williams is out for this game with an injury. They do have the rookie, Kendry Miller, but Taysom knows the offense, and there's things they can do with Taysom that they can't do with Kendry Miller. So he's going to get some touches, and at 3.3, he may even play tight end, his actual position that he's listed as, and catch a few passes for you as well. But uh, I think he's too hard to ignore. I think he had like nine carries last week. I expect something in the similar vein this this week as well. So Taysom Hill. Yeah, I I feel like they use him in the red zone too, like you said. I feel like when I saw it on your sheet, I was like, that's sneaky good because I think he's going to rush one in this week. They they had a whole quarterback package for him last week. Uh, if that tells you anything, that's really all you need to know when you're Ostro. Yep. And there's yeah. there's I will Garrett. say the Packers are so bad against the run, man. It truly pains me. Yeah, there's <laughs> Garrett in the chat, our our hundred K winner that won it on a on a Saint stack talking about Taysom Hill. So he, he's all in on Taysom Hill. I love it. All right, Sim, who you got in your value tier? Yeah, this they call him a Durham Smythe, aka the Smythe God. Uh, this one I thought was so crazy. He has some of the highest usage for any tight end in the league. He's running a route on over ninety percent of the dropbacks. He's playing ninety-seven percent of the snaps. Like all of his counting metrics look amazing. He's Durham Smythe, so it's like I don't really know what to do here. Um, but he, I think he's a decent play just because Denver is so bad against tight ends. So. This is the Adam Troutman play from last week. He very well could get you a zero, but if he gets you 12 to 14 and saves you 600 over somebody like Ertz, uh, that could make the difference in the end. We haven't seen the tight end game this year. No. Right? Both both weeks, they've won with like 15 from a tight end. Yep. I I have nothing in the value tier, but Smythe God is wild. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs, running backs. And we will kick off the, uh, the running backs with a, uh, with a double drop. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Jared, this is your lock of the week. Man, I love Bijan Robinson. Um, I think he's like 1200 underpriced. He should be 9k. Um, we've seen him get the rushing ability. He's got the wide receiver or the receiving ability. Um, he's too cheap. Um, seventy eight hundred in a game that has a uh, has a uh, has a total of forty six. Um, like we said, we we really don't know what to do with the Atlanta offense because, like, yeah, we like some of their pass catchers, but they run the ball so so much. Um, so they they're, they're going to run the ball, but he's also super effective in the passing game. He's averaging over twenty points a game. Um, thus far this year. Um, and I think if, if I ask either one of you guys who the third pick is in redraft starting today, 
I think the answer is B. John Robinson. Yep, right behind the two receivers. I yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's a he's a beast, and he's looked he's gotten more usage through, through the first two weeks. He only had ten carries in week one. He got nineteen carries last week. Uh, he got you know five targets last week. He's definitely getting more involved. Uh, pretty soon, Mr. Tyler Algier will be just a, a forgotten memory because I think Bijan runs that whole that whole thing back there. So yeah, I love that call. Tim, what you got for your your elite tier here? Yeah, so interesting thing about this slate is you know Christian McCaffrey played last night. Austin Eckler is out. The second only to Christian McCaffrey in terms of usage right now is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is getting like 9K plus usage for 8,000. So he was almost my lock of the week, but, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty chalky. And I told you, I think I'm going to take the Dak side of things to get a little different. But I absolutely love Pollard this week. He's absolutely playing cash and in tournaments. Uh, I think he's got huge potential. Like I said, second only to Christian McCaffrey in terms of usage right now. So. Just an insane role. Um, as you know, they don't really have a backup for him, right? He's getting 20-plus touches a game, and then they have like a 170-pound guy come in and spell him for a series. But, yes. I mean, it, it's the Pollard show in, in Dallas right now. And they know their defense is good enough that, you know, I may be wrong, and Dak may throw it like 17 times. <laughs> yeah. And you, you buried the lead there on the 170-pound guy. The, the lead is he's five foot five. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the, the little dude. All right, the only guy I had in my elite tier besides the one that these guys already mentioned is ETN. Uh, Jared mentioned him earlier. You know, the Houston uh, Texans are terrible against the run. You know, conventional wisdom says that they're going to run the ball a ton. I know we want him to pass the ball more, but ETN has been really good. He's also involved in the passing game as well. Uh, He's 6.9, so you're getting a pretty good discount over those guys we just talked about. I think he has similar upside. Uh, Maybe not quite to Pollard and Bijan, but he's got close enough that at 6.9, he's definitely worth it. So, uh, I like ETN in this game as well. Move down into the mid-tier, and and honestly, there is nobody I liked in the mid-tier, so y- 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 you two are going to talk about all the mid-tier guys you liked. Uh, and we'll go to you first here, Jared, because you got a couple guys listed there. Well, I'm going to take the one that uh, Tim wants to talk about, but he's not going to get to because I'm going to jump him, <laughs> um, and that's Kenneth Walker. Um, Kenneth Walker is somebody that's super involved um, in this offense, and he can catch the ball. He can do a little bit of everything and it's a decent game environment. So like, I don't know, like, like Seattle came out and said they want to throw the ball, this, that, and more. And we've seen it through two weeks where it hasn't made that much of a difference. Like he's still the only guy in the backfield. Like there's no competition for him. And at 6,200, if you're going to tell me this guy touches the ball 20 to 25 times a game, I'm going to want to be there. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent And you know, the talk in the offseason was about you know Zach Charbonnet, and you know I I had Kenneth Walker as my lock of the week last week, and I was a little bit nervous because you know because Walker came out and he wasn't being very efficient, but he did get two touchdowns, and they didn't really mix in Zach Charbonnet anymore. Like it wasn't like oh Walker's struggling a little bit, get Zach Charbonnet in there. Nope, he still only had four carries all game. So. Uh, it's this is the Kenneth Walker show, no matter how you slice it. And I think this is his best matchup so far uh, this year. So, yeah, I love me some Kenneth Walker this week. Tim, who you got? Yeah, I read Kenneth Walker's averaging something crazy, like over 20 DraftKings points in games that they're favored by more than four points. And it's currently at five and a half. Like, he just looks like you said, lock button two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go with a, a 40, former 49er. Uh, your boy Raheem must start. At 6K, I think he's my pivot in that same range. I love the Dolphins this week. 
the Denver Broncos defense is uh, not what it was supposed to be. They're getting absolutely gashed on the ground. And speaking about guys that did not get their role taken over, Raheem Mostert is absolutely dominating the touches in Miami. And he's looked pretty good doing it, yep. right? People said, oh, he's going to be 31-year-old running back. He's over the cliff, right? He can't make those big plays anymore. But he's looked good, man. And they are one of the most efficient running games in the league right now. Like, basically them and, and uh, the 49ers. So I don't know why you don't go back to him this week. Some of my favorite builds are going with, like, Kenneth Walker and Raheem Mostert and then paying up everywhere else. So I yeah. think there's a ton of ton of upside there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think um, uh, Dolphins play – who are they playing this week? They're escaping. Broncos. Playing yeah. who? Denver. Denver. Denver, that's right. Yeah, in Denver last week gave up a, a really big game to Brian Robinson, if I remember correctly. Yep. So I think most are going to have a good game. So good call. He almost made the sheet, but that game could go the other way very easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll move down into the value tier because I didn't have any uh, mid tiers. And uh, my value tier that I got, and I almost made it my lock of the week, but I couldn't quite pull the triggers. I, I think I did that in week one and it didn't work out for me. But Javante Williams at 5.5. Uh, Dolphins are 29th DVA versus the run. They give up the fourth most, most points to running backs. And only three teams so far this season have given up more rushing touchdowns than the Dolphins have. So Javante Williams, I, I don't want to quite say it's Javante Williams' week, uh, but I think this could be the week that we finally see the guy that we had hoped to see uh, in the beginning of the year when we thought he was fully healthy. I think he's good to go now. He's getting the targets as well in the passing game. Uh, and I think Miami is going to be the defense that sort of unlocks Javante Williams. So I love him here at the 5.5 range. Uh, we'll go to you next, uh, Jared. Um, I'm going to talk about Brees Hall um, just shortly. Um, so I'm a Brees Hall whisperer. As many of you guys know, I touted him the time I was on last year, and he had a huge week. I think he had like 40 points. Um, and the reason why I mention Hall is I don't, love, I don't love this spot. I don't love the play. But when a guy comes out and publicly says, you gave me four carries and that's why we're struggling that's somebody i want to get behind especially yeah. at 5600 um like i said going into the year i think this is going to be a 50 50 backfield i don't think they just they signed dalvin for nothing i think he is a little bit more banged up than they want to admit or talk about but if if we get Brees Hall at full volume which i think is probably 12 to 15 carries and maybe three catches out of the backfield at 5,600. I think there's a viable way that he can say, yeah, and that, that reminds me, yep. Tim, I need to get a squeaky wheel drop where you just, whenever a guy <laughs> yes. comes out and says that and just hit the squeaky wheel. Cause that's, I think the squeaky wheel gets fed is one of our favorite uh, parts Absolutely. on this show. And the game script is perfect. Like, well, I'll tell you guys, I was kind of considering it, but I was like, I don't know. And then I saw Jared had it. He is the Brees Hall whisperer. If he tells you it's Brees Hall week, you just play Brees Hall. Absolutely. All right, Tim, what you got for your uh, your value here? So you guys know, uh, I put it, if you're in the DFS roundtable every week on Tuesday, I break down my cash lineup from the week before. And if you read that, you know I got burned by Josh Kelly last week. He got most of us, particularly in cash. I knew better, and I did it anyway. And uh, this week, I love going back to a guy after he burned everybody. So I think it's a much better spot. Uh, the Vikings are not great against the run. You saw DeAndre Swift absolutely destroy them last Thursday night. And, you know, we talked about it. Their pass DVO uh, is not as bad as expected, right? Their rush DVOA is actually much worse. So I, I do, you know, if they can keep this game close, I see them giving Kelly 15 to 18 carries. 
And at 5,400, he has a chance to absolutely smash. So he's actually one of my favorite run backs in Kirk stacks this week. Yeah, I love it. I actually had him on my sheet as well, and I thought I'd be unique in doing it. But yeah, you're right. The the Vikings are 27th uh, DBA versus the run. Uh, I'm I'm calling him the post chalk value because he was all hyped up last week. He was a chalk in cash games. He burned everybody. I think you go back to him this week in a much much better bat matchup. Uh, I think he could smash at 5.4. And to to piggyback on that, I think this week's chalk running back that potentially could bust is going to be Jerome Ford. Uh, yeah. I got him at four. He's at 4.8. And I think he's this week's Kelly. I think the, the Titans are just that good of a run defense. They're second DVOA versus the run. They're first in points allowed. Um, and I just I think Kareem Hunt will be there just to mess it up just enough for him in the passing game that Ford doesn't get enough passing volume either. Uh, at 4.8, it's tempting. He's probably going to be in my cast lineup because I think he's going to be so highly owned that I, just why not at that point? Yeah. Um, but I'm not playing too much of him in tournaments, and, and I'm not going to be too, too too overweight on him at all this week. So Ford is kind of in my value tier as a don't just be a little bit wary about his uh, his his production this week. Jared, you got a couple more guys that you want to mention real quick? Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about Roshan Johnson real quick. Um, this is uh, Jamie's boy. I don't know if he's here with us tonight, but um, this is called being ahead of the GPP play. Um, so obviously... Uh, Roshan Johnson is a clear GPP play. Like you're not playing him in cash. You're not playing him anywhere else. You're taking a 50 cent lineup in the mini max and you're playing them like this is almost sick call worthy. But um, at the same point in time, like he's stealing carries from Cleo Herbert. Um, he's stealing a lot of usage. He runs the ball hard as hell. Um, and he's, he's a good running back. And he's, rele- is, he's relegated Devonta Foreman to, to a healthy scratch. Like, he didn't even play yeah, last week. I mean, I mean, the dude's good. Like, don't get me wrong. Dude, dude is good, but the same problem is the Chiefs are going to be up by 21 by halftime. So, um, But I, I think there's a way where he can get some work. But, like, this is one of those if the game stays close type of plays. Um, I think that he is going to eventually take over this role from Khalil Herbert. Um, and at 4,700, I mean, yeah, he's not a punt play, but <clears throat> uh, I, I, I do think that he has some value in GPPs. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is basically like a, a one lineup dart. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and yeah, any- I know. I'm a, I'm a Khalil Herbert owner, and let me tell you, like, you know, I'm, I'm real nervous. nervous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I, I don't even think he's playable even in deeper leagues. Yeah. I think the Roshan show is coming to town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you have a guy in your chat that won 100K a couple of weeks ago and he mentions a guy, we got to bring it up. So so Garrett, who won 100K in week one, mentions uh, Mr. Yeah, Jameer call. Gibbs. Uh, I, I think didn't realize Jameer... none of us had Gibbs. Yeah. That's such a good call. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Montgomery's officially out. Yep. Gibbs is going to be it's you... gonna be the Gibbs show for sure. So, yeah, great, great call, Garrett. Thanks for that one. Um, did you want to talk about uh, Kendra Miller, Jared, real quick, or you want to just move on to the receivers? Uh, just, I just think that if you're going to get a starting running back um, against the Packers and struggle against the run, um, I think he's worth mentioning. Uh, he was really popular this offseason in best ball as like a cup, uh, yeah. a cuff for Kamara in the early weeks. You know, we still have Kamara not available. So it's the Tony Jones and Keandre Miller show. Yeah, I mean, good luck picking your poison, but at forty three hundred, he's at a cheap enough price. Yeah, and I think the only thing that's kept him out of the lineup so far has been his health. And from all from all accounts, he is fully healthy, ready to roll. He's a between the tackles runner. 
you know, he could be that guy that gets those two touchdowns this week because Tony Jones did that last week. And I think Miller is a much better talent. So I, I like that. And this is the one week that I think you can really play him and be comfortable with it because next week Kamara is back. So this is yeah. the week to play him at 4.3 for sure. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. receivers. All right, uh, as the resident Vikings fan, we'll let you talk about your boy, Jared. Um, so the Chargers are 32nd in the NFL against, <laughs> against the pass. Um, they brought in Cam Akers, and people think they're going to try and run the ball. That ain't going to be a thing. Um, it is going to be pass around the ball. Round the yard, and the Chargers cannot defend the pass. So at 9,300, yeah, he's a little expensive, but like, yeah, I mean, there's there there's 30 point upside here, yeah, at least. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, the only thing I was going to add to that is the Chargers play the most man defense in the league. Uh, basically, man. yeah, so like 70 percent of the time they're in man. Uh, that's just a green light for Justin Jefferson. Like, you, you know what? You know what they once said on the movie Taken? Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched a, uh, a YouTube video on, on his route running and him just juking the shit out of some, some corners. It, it's unbelievable, some of the routes. Some of the routes he didn't even get passes thrown his way. He has juked the cornerback so bad that he doesn't even know where he's at anymore. It's, it's hilarious to watch. But, uh, yeah, you definitely can't go wrong with him at the top. Uh, Tim, you got one more guy there at the top. Yeah, apparently this is the Tim Touts Cowboys show, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but I guess it's, it's what we're going with today. And I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I already talked about it with, with the Dax stacks. I'm going to go a little bit different because I expect Pollard to be chalky. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has had some really good games, and he's playing in the late slate, so he gives you that, uh, that late hammer. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of plays in the late slate. There's no Tyreek Hill. There's no Justin Jefferson. I don't know that there's a lot of people that have 40-point upside, uh, but CeeDee Lamb might be one of the only people with that 30-point upside. Yeah, I like it. Moving down into the mid-tier, we have Mr. Copy-Paste himself, Keenan Allen, who once again smashed last week. Uh, he's getting up there in price. I've always said if he ever gets above 8K, then it starts to get a little bit iffy. He's at 7.6, so he's still he's still in that, that in that range where I think he's viable to play, especially in this game with the high score. Uh, and I, I mentioned it in the you know, start of week one that he's been getting some more deep shots, and he got some more deep yeah. shots in the last game, too. They're using him down the field some more, so that, that definitely gives his upside even more uh, more upside, if you, if you will. At 7.6, I'm still playing copy-paste Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, Jared, you have a massive list here in the mid-tier. You want to pick one <laughs> of those guys? Uh, I'm going to take my favorite guy, um, and this guy I think is underpriced, um, and it's Addison. Um, from the Vikings, 5,500. Uh, this guy's the, the problem with Addison is he hasn't had the target volume, but at the same point in time, Addison has caught, I believe, every single one of his targets this year. Oh, no, okay. So he's caught seven of 11 of his targets this year. He has two touchdowns. Um, this guy, in this game environment, I think guys like Addison and uh, Mike Williams are the guys you really want to look at because a lot of guys are going to play. Okay. Okay. Keenan Allen's a good play. Justin Jefferson is a good play. Grab the second guy and pair him with one of the first guys. So for me, it's, it's Addison and Allen um, for the most part, or you can go big Mike and um, JJ. But I think at the same point in time, like these guys make sacking options, super, super viable. And at 5,500, 
like he's averaging almost 20 or well, he's averaging like 16.2 draft gangs points per game yeah. but at 5500 that's over 3x value just as an average yeah um and if he pops off you know like at the end of the day kirk cousins through two weeks is averaging 350 yards passing and three yeah. touchdowns per game like yeah. let's not shy away from that yeah um yeah jj jj could have a huge game but i think addison could easily get you 80 and a touchdown yeah and i like what you said the the builds that i've had where i have addison and big mike williams look a lot better than some of the lineups i have with justin jefferson yeah so like i think you can get there but some of the balance builds this week look really good uh so one of the guys i'm going with in a lot of my balance builds is zay flowers uh, I know, Jared, you said it's a carousel of receivers at the Ravens, but with Odell Beckham out this week, I think there's going to be a lot more volume going towards Zay Flowers. So I love him at 5,400 this week. I think he's got huge, huge upside. And like I said, uh, Indianapolis, basically, the you know, after the Chargers, right, they're basically the next worst team against wide receivers. Yeah. Right. I think he's going to go wild. They've been designed screens for him. Um, the one thing I will say about the Ravens is they have a lot of injuries. They have the, like the biggest injury report this week, right? Justice Hill is out. Marlon Humphrey's out. Tyler Lindebaum's out. Ronnie Staley's out. Odell Beckham's out. Like yeah. this could be the let's throw 10 screens to Zay Flowers game <laughs> and hope he breaks one for a touchdown. I love it. Uh, so let me see. My mid-tier guy I'm going to talk about is uh, Mr. Nico Collins uh, at Jacksonville 5.3. We've talked about this game a little bit already. Uh, Nico's legit. I think through two weeks, we've seen Absolutely. it. I was a little worried about, you know, coming into the season, who the number one is. It's clear who the number one is now. And it's Nico Collins. Uh, had a monster game last week. He's still way too cheap at, at 5.3. Uh, Houston's going to have to pass the ball to keep up with the, 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 the Jags in this game. So Nico Collins would be the guy that Stroud's throwing to. So a good stack there will be the Stroud-Nico stack. At, you know, you keep it pretty cheap there with two value guys. So I love Nico this week for sure. Uh, let's, let's go back through one more time here, Jared. Give me another one of your mid-tiers. Uh, let me talk about uh, DJ more quick. Um, I, like I said, I'm on this game. <laughs> I'm sorry to see one from you. Um, <laughs> I'm on this game as a whole. Uh, Bears and Chiefs. Chiefs are going to score the ball a ton this week, which leads you to just, or Justin Fields um, throwing the ball downfield. There's really only one option. Um, you can love Mooney, you can love Claypool, but those are not really down-the-field guys for me. Um, DJ Moore saw an increase in targets in Week 2. Um, he was visibly frustrated, I feel like. It's another yeah, squeaky not, wheel. It really maybe, is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. It might not have been as publicly as, yeah. like, you know, like, it was kind of been under the rug, but, like, I've seen some musterings on Twitter, like, you know, DJ Moore is a good wide receiver. He's been a good wide receiver for many, many years. Um, and I, I just feel like if this game shoots out, he's the receiving option that you're going to yeah. want from the Bears. And at 5,700, he's cheap, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he's far and away, in my opinion. Like, I know you had commit, but he's far away, in my opinion, the best run back in Patrick Mahomes' stacks. Yeah. Like, he's mm -hmm. the only guy that has that kind of upside on the Bears right now. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we'll move on from the mid-tier. I'll just mention the guys that we had there that we didn't talk about. We talked about Big Mike already. Uh, we got uh, Jalen Waddle. Obviously, if he plays, he's in there. Uh, I had Sutton in there at 5.1, who seems to be doing a solid job. He's not uh, great, but he's definitely doing a solid job. And Ridley uh, for, the, for the Jags there with the stack with T-Law. Um, those are all guys in the mid-tier that we had. So Jared talked about Justin Jefferson as, a, as an elite. He talked about Jordan Addison as a, as a mid-tier. 
Tim, you got to take the other guy. <laughs> take so you can't talk about KJ Osborne as a value. Uh, I, I thought I was going to get my drop. <laughs> oh, my bad. Let me, <laughs> let me get the drop for you. Here we go. Lock, Lock it. it in. No, you, you know I'm talking about Tank Dell. All right, we have a long tradition on this show of a sit call one week being in play the next week. And it's not just in play this week, baby. It's my lock of the week. So we talked about it. How are you going to pay up for Kirk Cousins? How are you going to pay up for Jordan Jefferson? How are you going to pay up for Tony Pollard? You're playing tank motherfucking Dell. Okay, <laughs> That's what's happening. At 3,600, he had 10 targets last week. Fake-ass C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown went on IR, and in his first game, he got 10 targets. He also played more snaps than even Nico Collins. Like, Tank Dell is that dude, man. And, you know, he's got a great connection with C.J. Stroud. We talked about how much we like this game. Uh, it is the Tank Dell show for me this week. I'm going to be heavily exposed, and if it burns me, it burns me. But at 3,600, man, like, he can give you 11 and, like, Still, not hurt you. Yep. Even t- You know what I mean? But he could easily give you 20 again, and then it's an absolute smash. He can give you, it, give you 11, and he won't tank you, right? He won't tank your lives. Yeah. <laughs> a quick touching point on Tank Dell. Like, you'd like to see a lot of these rookie quarterbacks fall in love with somebody like this who is also a rookie, you know? Yep. They build that rapport, and he, somebody you trust, you can tell it. Yep. And I mentioned it on the Wednesday show, Stroud asked the Texans to draft Tank Dell. So yes. they had that connection even before. They they he literally yes. said, "Go out and get Tank Dell." And it's, yeah, they practiced before the draft. Then they had rookie mini camp together. Then they had training camp. Like yeah. that's basically Stroud's best friend, man. Yeah. So Nico is the guy. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like Tank is like it's almost a one A one B situation. Nice. All right, Jerry, what you got for your value? And don't say KJ uh, Osborne because <laughs> you've already got the you've already got the Vikings receiver locked down. I'm not a KJ Osborne whisperer. I'm not, um, but. Uh, I got MVS. Um, and I think what's really important to talk about with MVS is, okay, obviously if you're going to have a Mahomes, Kelsey stack, who's your second option? For me, it's MVS based on snap count percentage. Um, 83% snap count percentage last week. That's a significant snap count yeah. percentage compared to the rest of the, the wide receivers out there. Um, I think a lot of people like Darius Tony. He's kind of up and down, but like, I think he was on the field like 20 some percent last week. That's a big thing to look at. Um, and with MVS, he's a huge, huge deep ball threat. Yep. So uh, I think this is one of those. T- what the fuck just happened? A good play this week. All right, I don't know what happened. I, I just got literally disconnected somehow. My, I'm waiting for you to say my internet affected yours because it happens every week. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> we'll just my whole we'll just browser touch on just KJ shut down. Osborne real quick All because right. we've kind touched on him a couple times. Like basically, we we said this earlier. Uh, there are only four guys that are running pass routes for the Vikings right now. Right? It's Jefferson, it's Addison, it's Hawkinson, and it's Osborne. He's gotten six targets in two games. Biggest game of the day. I think he's definitely in play. But I have not got to talk about one Packer today. So I'm going to talk about my boy, Jaden Reed. He was my sick call week one. He had two, uh, was had a huge game last week against Atlanta. And this week against New Orleans. Uh, and I think they're going to use him again. I think Watson's probably going to be out again. He plays a lot in this slot, which is kind of how you beat New Orleans. 
Uh, if Lattimore is on Romeo, uh, I think it's going to be another Jaden Jaden Reed week. So at 3,800, I think he's going to be pretty popular. Um, but I think there are a lot of lineups you can make uh, with, you know, mixing in some of these guys we're talking about down here and get different and just have some really awesome, like stars and scrubs kind of lineups. Yeah. So. I'm going to, I'm going to quick answer this question in chat. Uh, benching Stafford or Wilson, I would bench Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think I answered it a little bit earlier. He asked that question uh, about fields. I said, don't bench fields. I think fields stays on the, I think you play fields this week. Cause this, he said his, he's going to play instinctual. And that's going to be him basically. That means running, I'm going to run. run the ball. One read and take off. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be instinctual. Is DJ more open? No. Okay, yep. I'm running. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. Uh, all right. So value tier. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Drake London. You know, after having a bad week one, uh, people were off of him, but he had seven targets last week, 67 yards, and scored a touchdown. Uh, I think London in this Detroit game is going to be targeted again. Uh, I know uh, Tim said it's going to be Kyle Pitts week. I, I think Pitts can get his, and also Drake London can get his as well. Uh, at 5K, he's just a little bit too cheap. He's still a number one receiver. I know Ritter's terrible, and you know we can't have Bijan, London, and Pitts all go off in the same game because they're just not that good of a team. Uh, yep. But I do like London as a, as a value tier if you wanted to get London in there. And he routed up Jair Alexander last week, man. It's, that, hurt, it's, that hurt me a little bit. It's not that they're not that good of a team. It's that their quarterback sucks. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's yeah. sad in, in Dynasty when when the, the Falcons have now drafted three straight players that we're all excited about in Dynasty and they're ruining all three of them. Well, Bijan's doing <laughs> no. okay. Bijan's doing okay. But Pitts and in London are a little bit struggling right now. All right, I mentioned the last couple of guys that we didn't mention. Uh, we mentioned got we got Josh Reynolds there at forty two hundred. If he plays, and I think Kim, Tim said he thinks he plays. Obviously, he's had some really good games first two weeks. Adam Thielen was a target hog last week. Uh, a little worried about him with Andy Dalton at quarterback, but I think Dalton's still going to check down under those little underneath routes, and it'll be Thielen getting the ball. So, uh, and then I had JSN there. I still kind of like him, not quite as much because I thought DK Metcalf might potentially be out. Uh, but JSN at four point three is also a, a decent uh, uh, yeah. pivot there. Uh, Dalton the to Thielen have that like old guy connection. That's right. right. Where you know he's like I know exactly where he's going to run seven yards. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel exactly. like that's a thing, man. Hundred percent. All right, let's get to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, as always, kick us off. Yeah, so I think there is a, a, a huge misprice on this slate at defense, and it's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, normally, a team that is projected to win by, let me pull this up real quick. Now, anyway, that are projected to win significantly are not going to be priced at 2,900. Like, they should be like 35, 3,600. They're projected to win by six and a half. Right. Like I know they're at Washington and Washington's a pretty good team, but like this should be an easy thirty five hundred defense that's twenty nine hundred. So I absolutely love the Bills this week. Not only that, but Washington right now is giving up the most points to defenses. Yeah. Right. Like the Sam Howell experiment is not going super great. So I love the Bills. Uh, but on the flip side, Josh Allen uh, gives up a lot of points. Right. He has a lot of fumbles, a lot of turnovers. So I love the Bills, but if you have a lineup that you absolutely need $500 on, uh, I think you can drop down to Commanders and still get you 8 to 10 drafting points. Yeah, and I'll add to that, too, since that's in the same game. I live here in Washington, D.C. We're expecting a tropical storm to hit us tomorrow. It's going to rain all morning, all day, and that uh, that FedEx field is is not the greatest turf in the world. There's going to be some sloppy throws. There's going to be some fumbles. There's going to be a mess. 
so yeah, that game can have some have some turnovers and both defenses going to be inviolable in fantasy. I like it. I like it a lot. Jerry, what yep. you got for your defenses? Um You want the you want the Jets or you want me to talk about them? Go ahead, take the Jets. All right, I'll take the Jets. Um the, the Jets defenses is probably the second best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, next to the next to the uh, Cowboys, the team they played last week. <laughs> yeah, yes. like that. Like that defense is unbelievable. Um, and in a game like this, with the uh, I think the total is thirty six and a half. Like, yeah, come on, bro. Um, give me the Jets. Uh, Mac Jones, super average quarterback at best. That might be a, a at best is key there. Yeah. Um, Stevenson's looks super average. They have no pass catchers. Uh, their pass rush is unbelievable. And now, granted, the Patriots' pass rush defense is, is decent, but I mean, at at two point eight, they just seem so cheap on this slate. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like I feel like they should be thirty five hundred. But yeah. that's just me. Agreed. I'm gonna give you all a crazy stat. So this this defense, I know you got it listed on your sheet there, and I'm sure everybody knows who this defense is going to be, but this defense is a top-five scorer right now. Not top-five defensive score. Top-five average points per game in all of fantasy, including all the, the, the running backs and the receivers, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. They're yeah. averaging 26 points a game right now. Uh, they get the lowly Arizona Cardinals. Do I think that they're going to be able to put up 26 points? No, but I just think it's funny to see that number up there being 26 points. I think a couple of years ago we had the Patriots that had a ridiculous like six game yeah. stretch where they were just absolutely crushing in the defenses. And yeah, the Dallas we just got Stephon Gilmore here. Yep, exactly. But here's the thing with Dallas because this is why I put them on the show sheet. Can I think? Do I think they can get 12 to 15? Absolutely. Yes. But at forty four hundred, mm-hmm. like you need twenty. Yep. You need at 20, that price. You need twenty. That's too much. Yeah. Agreed. Hundred percent. Yep. And I just wanted to mention that stat. I'm not really hey, advocating I, you play Dallas, but that was just a. I, I sorted by fancy points per game, and I saw the Dallas Cowboys up there. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so I had kind of a crazy stat too. So everybody knows Cowboys are a top defense. They have the most sacks in the league at ten, but they're actually tied with the Washington Commanders with ten sacks. Wow, that's so impressive. a defense that's forty four hundred, and then a defense that's twenty four hundred. Yeah, that's that's a good stat. I love it. All right, it's time for our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, I will say that I had a hard time stacking this week. There was a, a, a couple games where I liked one side of the game, but not the other. So I had a little bit of a yeah. hard time on there. Uh, we'll go well, to you. The other thing we'll say is that also none of us wanted to take the obvious cousin stack. Right, exactly. Right? Like play cousin stacks. That's a given. This is the other stuff. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Jerry, what you got for your stack? As if we didn't already know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to tip my cap a little bit, but um, Mahomes, Kelsey, MVS, based on snap percentage. Like I said, 83% snap percentage is a big thing with MVS. Um, I think he can be super viable this week at 4,200. Um, and then running it back with DJ Moore, who is the clear-cut run-back option on the Bears. Yeah, I like it. Tim, what you got? Yeah, if you've been paying attention to the show tonight, you know what my stack is. Uh, I'm going with bleh, the Cowboys stack, right? <laughs> Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and coming back with Zach Ertz. Love it. I love it. 
All right, so I'm going back. Uh, you know, I'm the I'm the, the 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 girlfriend that goes back to the boyfriend that beat him up because uh, I'm going back to Trevor Lawrence after he burned me last week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Calvin really bringing him back with Nico. I went with a, a skinnier stack. I didn't do the double stack on the T law side. Um, I just this game I think could be very one sided, and I think Ridley's the one that's going to be getting the most of the targets. So give me T law Ridley uh, with with Nico, who's surprised the hell out of me through the first two weeks. So I like Nico a lot. All right, it is time for the sick call. And now, the sick call of the week. I wanted to quickly give a uh, a history lesson on the sick call because we have someone on the show that kind of falls into this category. But if you didn't already know how the sick call was invented, Gerson, uh, in our first year, uh, we were giving our calls at the end of this, the podcast, and Gerson gives a defense that was at that time historically bad. Uh, was still is still to this day one of the worst defenses ever. Uh, and me and Tim kind of made fun of him, and he was sick on the show. He was drinking, like, cough syrup during the show. I mean, he was, like, coughing up a lung. And we kind of made a joke that he was sick and that he was the call he was making was no good because he was making it with the drugs. And that's where the sick call came from. Tonight, Jared, if you didn't already notice, is also a little sick tonight. So he's going to get to go first here with his sick call. Uh, and hopefully it's as good as Gerson's was seven years ago. I mean, G's a hard guy to follow. Um, G's, G's <laughs> yeah. the man. Uh, I have been battling, um, a sickness for about a week and a half, as you can tell, um, in my voice, but my sick call of the week this week is Braxton Berrios, 3,600 from Miami. Um, and a lot of it has to do with Jalen Waddle's house. So I'm going to expand on it a little bit. Um, Tyree kill versus Denver in 11 games has 455 yards and five touchdowns. Tyree kills standards, not great, right? Um, if Jalen Waddle's not available, um, it might not be that big of a sick call because obviously he'll be a little bit more chalky, but I think you're going to see uh, players on Miami outside of Tyree kill be a little bit more viable because let's not forget Patrick Sertan is probably going to follow him around the field for the most part, and he's a very good cornerback. Um, so give me Braxton Berrios at 3,600. I love that call. I love it. And uh, I just want to mention uh, Mickey's got uh, Mr. Craig Reynolds scoring this week. That's his sick call. Uh, Craig Reynolds is uh, running back for the Detroit Lions, which we expect to take uh, D- David Montgomery's role. So uh, I like that call. Mickey, uh, Tim, what you got for your uh, your sick call? Yeah, I feel like if you don't throw up a little bit when you put your sick call on, it's then not you're not enough. doing it right. Exactly. Yeah. So my sick call this week is Devontae Parker. Um, he came back last week after being out week one and instantly played a hundred percent of the snaps, right? They did not try and ease him in at all. They're like, bro, you are our number one. We need you. He immediately got eight targets and played a hundred percent of snaps, but he's still priced like a backup at 3,800. So yes, he's playing the jets. Yes. He's going to see a lot of sauce Gardner, but he's 3,800. And the great thing is like we talked about Jaden Reed, Tank, Dell, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, they're all in that same price. People are going to be a lot more likely to click all of them than Devontae Parker. So he's my one like 1% guy that has a chance to get you 15 to 18 if all the other guys bust. I like it. All right. If you've been watching this show for a while, you know, a lot of times my sick calls end up being tight ends because you can get them so, 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 so cheap. Uh, So my sick call tonight is a tight end. It is uh, Mr. Cole Turner for the Washington Commanders at 2.7 versus Buffalo. 
Um, he is a lot more athletic. Uh, Logan Thomas has already been ruled out. He's a lot more athletic than, than Logan Thomas. He's six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, and a lot of people are going to be clicking the other tight end there. I think it's John Bates who actually had more yeah. catches last week than than Turner did, but I think it's because Turner was not part of the game plan at all. Bates was in there to be a blocker. Logan Thomas, you know, wasn't doing his thing. Uh, Bates was in there, so he was actually catching the passes. But Cole Turner is the better pass catcher. He is the better athlete. He's a huge red zone target. I mentioned this game's going to be sloppy. Uh, I don't think the rain will be there uh, on Sunday, but this field will be kind of gross. So I think it's going to be a lot of short passes, and Cole Turner could be that guy. And at 2.7 at tight end, you don't need a whole lot for him to to, to really hit value, and it it won't kill you if he doesn't go off. So uh, he's my sick call this week. I, I, like it. I did want to say, uh, give a shout out too, to to last week's sit call. Uh, I was the only one that did not hit the sit call. Uh, we've had very few weeks where there was two sit call hits, and Tank Dell was one of them at thirty two. Uh, and then then Dontavian Wicks also, uh, I think he scored a touchdown, right, Tim? He did, yeah. Days. Huge call by Micah, man. Yeah. He almost had two touchdowns. <laughs> like Wicks had a game. Yeah, he did for <laughs> sure. Quick right. side note, Micah was fantastic last year. Yeah, dude, Micah killed it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Agreed. All right, guys, that wraps the show up for tonight. Uh, we'll go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle and uh, you know anything else you want to plug. We'll go to you first, Jared. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, or at, sorry, not Twitter, X, <laughs> at the Yeti Express. Um, you can find me in the DFS Roundtable chat. You can find me in the DFS Roundtable um pretty much anywhere that you want to talk fantasy football i'm in the DraftKings group that uh jeff runs um i mean i'm in the discord i i'm everywhere literally everywhere he's I, a I company do, man yeah <laughs> i will literally do anything to answer your question he's the um, opposite of a yeti he's he's everywhere yeah, <laughs> you spot him everywhere, everywhere. I, I i will help you out if you have a, a specific question for me i don't shy away from him um much like gerson said if you have a fantasy question slide into my dms you know who i am you know where i'm at uh i have no problem answering any of those questions um yeah awesome that's me just know he will always recommend vikings no <laughs> uh so obviously you can find me at keto dfs on twitter x you can also find me uh dfs roundtable as you guys know i do a thread every week breaking down the best information from all over the internet so that you don't have to find it so definitely get in there. Uh, Good stuff. Jared, I want to thank you again. Uh, you, you came on in short notice. I think I told you around noon, noon today you'd be coming on the show. Uh, so I appreciate the, the short notice coming on to fill in for our guest. We rescheduled our guest for the 20th of October. So he'll be on. Uh, that was Pedro from the DFS Masters Group. Um, and real quick, Mickey mentioned in the in the chat here, too, that Red Zone is free this week. So if you don't have Red Zone, first of all, if you don't have Red Zone and you're watching this show, something's wrong, go out and buy it. But uh, if you don't have Red Zone, it is free this week on TV. So uh, great call out, Mickey. Uh, Jared mentioned the Discord. It's where you can find me a lot of times in the Discord, also in the DraftKings group on Facebook. Uh, Twitter handle is at Jeff Lambert 77 uh, great show as always, guys, and good luck this week. Hey, weekend. it's looking like no show next week, by the way. Oh, yeah, good call. Uh, we were going to have a guest host come in next week and, and do it, but unfortunately our guest host, uh, his job has, uh, has has called him in. Mr. Gerson was going to make a surprise appearance. Uh, unfortunately, he will not be able to make that appearance. So there, I'll be at a wedding, uh, so there won't be uh, any show next week. But we'll be back week five stronger than ever. Uh, so, again, guys, good luck this week. Uh, good luck uh, next week, too, because we since we won't be here. Uh, For Jared, for Tim, I'm Jeff. See (laughs) y'all. Go.
Pat, go. 